listening to Nightlight. Hi, and welcome to another international edition of Nightlight. Well, today is going to be another devotional special in which I'm not going to do so much talking, but rather I'm going to be reading to you from one of my favorite daily devotionals, and that is Charles Spurgeon's Faith's Checkbook. A sound bite with Nightlight. Nightlight. Well, some months ago, we featured on Nightlight Charles Spurgeon's morning and evening devotionals, which has a reading for both the morning and evening. Spurgeon wrote Faith's Checkbook after morning and evening, and there's one reading per day of the year. There's shorter, more concise readings, and they're on a larger variety of topics. Anyway, please just relax and enjoy the hour ahead. All the songs on the show today are sung by Richard Hansen, and I'm going to be playing one of his numbers after every two devotionals. So let's start the show rolling with the first song from Richard, after which we're back with the first reading from Faith's Checkbook. So many excuses that I tried to make Don't want to make anymore So many easy roads I thought I could take Only left me more lost than before Lord, it's come to the point where I want nothing less Than the best that you have for me So take hold of my life, make it your own Help me become everything that you want me to Take over my heart, make it your throne Encouraging you how very dearly Jesus loves you. You're listening to Nightlight. Light. 
in calm repose. I will make them to lie down safely. Hosea chapter 2, verse 18. Yes, the saints are to have peace. The passage from which this gracious word is taken speaks of peace with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven and with the creeping things of the ground. This is peace with earthly enemies, with mysterious evils, and with little annoyances. Any of these might keep us from lying down, but none of them shall do so. The Lord will quite destroy those things which threaten his people. I will break the bow and the sword and the battle out of the earth. Peace will be profound indeed when all the instruments of disquiet are broken to pieces. With this peace will come rest. So he giveth his beloved sleep. Fully supplied and divinely quieted, believers lie down in calm repose. This rest will be a safe one. It is one thing to lie down, but quite another to lie down safely. We are brought to the land of promise, the house of the Father, the chamber of love, and the bosom of Christ. Surely we may now lie down safely. It is safer for a believer to lie down in peace than to sit up and worry. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. We never rest till the Comforter makes us lie down. Closer to God, you're listening to Nightlight. Gaining by giving, the liberal soul shall be made fat. Proverbs 11, verse 25. If I desire to flourish in soul, I must not hoard up my stores, but must distribute to the poor. To be close and niggardly is the world's way to prosperity, but it is not God's way. For he saith, There is that scattereth and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, and attendeth to poverty. Faith's way of gaining is giving. I must try this again and again, and I may expect that as much of prosperity as will be good for me will come to me as a gracious reward for a liberal course of action. Of course, I may not be sure of growing rich. I shall be fat, but not too fat. Too great riches might make me unwieldy, as corpulent persons usually are, and cause me the dyspepsia of worldliness, and perhaps bring on a fatty degeneration of the heart. No, if I am fat enough to be healthy, I may well be satisfied, and if the Lord grants me a competence, I may be thoroughly content. But there is a mental and spiritual fatness which I would greatly covet. And this comes as the result of generous thoughts toward my God, his church, and my fellow men. Let me not stint, lest I starve my heart. Let me be bountiful and liberal, for so shall I be like my Lord. He gave himself for me. Shall I grudge him anything?
And I can't even start to comprehend the way your love for me has no end. I'm lost for words. It's all so unfathomable. Times I've hurt you, but nothing can change the fact that even if I would desert you, you'd be there to take me back. I've searched for an explanation for the logic your love defies. But it's something in your very nature I just can't deny, and I can't even start to comprehend the way your love for me has no end. I'm lost for words. It's all so unfathomable. That see me as I am and love me just the same. Your heart that gives and never demands is all that I long to attain. And I can't even start to comprehend. Christian liberality. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Psalm 41, verse 1. To think about the poor and let them lie on our hearts is a Christian man's duty. For Jesus put them with us and near us when he said, The poor ye have always with you. Many give their money to the poor in a hurry without thought and many more give nothing at all. This precious promise belongs to those who consider the poor, look into their case, devise plans for their benefit, and considerately carry them out. We can do more by care than by cash, and most with two together. To those who consider the poor, the Lord promises his own consideration in times of distress, he will bring us out of trouble if we help others when they are in trouble. We shall receive very singular, providential help if the Lord sees that we try to provide for others. We shall have a time of trouble, however generous we may be, but if we are charitable, we may put in a claim for peculiar deliverance, and the Lord will not deny his own word and bond. Miserly curmudgeons, may help themselves, but considerate and generous believers, the Lord will help. As you have done unto others, so will the Lord do unto you. Empty your pockets. It's always bright when you're listening to Nightlight. Made rich by faith. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, 
and the expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Psalm 9 verse 18 Poverty is a hard heritage, but those who trust in the Lord are made rich by faith. They know that they are not forgotten of God, and though it may seem that they are overlooked in His providential distribution of good things, they look for a time when all this shall be righted. Lazarus will not always lie among the dogs at the rich man's gate, but he will have his recompense in Abraham's bosom. Even now the Lord remembers his poor but precious sons. I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me, said one of old, and it is even so. The godly poor have great expectations. They expect the Lord to provide them all things necessary for this life and godliness. They expect to see things working for their good. They expect to have all the closer fellowship with their Lord, who had not where to lay his head. They expect his second advent and to share its glory. This expectation cannot perish for it is laid up in Christ Jesus who liveth forever, and because he lives, it shall live also. The poor saint singeth many a song which the rich sinner cannot understand. Wherefore, let us, when we have short commons below, think of the royal table above. Take a step or two without your help Thought I could prove that I could make it by myself Wanted to show how I was so strong In my world of self-sufficiency Wasn't too long before I knew I'd gone astray Didn't get far till I completely lost my way Until my tears were falling like rain and I was longing to be in your arms again Cause I need the way your freedom fills the air I need the way your smile says that you care I need the way you look at me and I know Everything is gonna be alright, yeah I need your warmth that melts my world of ice I need your truth that cuts through all the lies doesn't take a day without you to realize how much I need you. I need the way you let me find out what was true. I need the way you set me free to search for you. I need the way you never lost faith that I finally make it home. You never forced me to believe you were the one. Me go till I had nowhere else to run. That's why I'm running back to you now. Cause I can't resist and I can't control how I I need the way your freedom fills the air. I need the way your smile says that you care. I need the way you look at me and I know everything is gonna be alright. Yeah, I need your Cause through all the lies It doesn't take a day without you to realize How much I need you, need you Just like a rain cloud needs to cry I need you like an eagle needs to start I can't go on for one more night Without you
Without fear. And he said, Certainly, I will be with thee. Exodus chapter 3, verse 12. Of course, if the Lord sent Moses on an errand, he would not let him go alone. The tremendous risk which it would involve and the great power it would require would render it ridiculous for God to send a poor, lone Hebrew to confront the mightiest king in all the world and then leave him to himself. It could not be imagined that a wise God would match poor Moses with Pharaoh and the enormous forces of Egypt. Hence he says, Certainly I will be with thee, as if it were out of the question that he would send him alone. In my case also, the same rule will hold good. If I go upon the Lord's errand with a simple reliance upon His power and a single eye to His glory, it is certain that He will be with me. His sending me binds Him to back me up. Is not this enough? What more can I want? If all the angels and archangels were with me, I might fail, but if He is with me, I must succeed. Only let me take care that I act worthily toward this promise. Let me not go timidly, half-heartedly, carelessly, presumptuously. What manner of person ought he to be who has God with him? In such company it behoveth me to play the man, and, like Moses, go in unto Pharaoh without fear. It's never completely dark when you're listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. Are the children in? I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3. Our dear children have not the Spirit of God by nature, as we plainly see. We see much in them which makes us fear as to their future, and this drives us to agonizing prayer. When a son becomes specially perverse, we cry with Abraham, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. We would sooner see our daughters Hannah's than Empress's. This verse should greatly encourage us. It follows upon the words, Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and it may well banish our fears. The Lord will give his spirit, will give it plentifully, pouring it out, will give it effectually, so that it shall be a real and eternal blessing. Under this divine outpouring, our children shall come forward, and one shall say, I am the Lord's, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. 
This is one of those promises concerning which the Lord will be inquired of. Should we not, at set times, in a distinct manner, pray for our offspring? We cannot give them new hearts, but the Holy Spirit can, and he is easily to be entreated of. The Great Father takes pleasure in the prayers of fathers and mothers. Have we any dear ones outside of the ark? Let us not rest till they are shut in with us by the Lord's own hand. Like a candle in the night, it's nightlight. Well, we're about halfway through the show, so let me just take a break in reading from Charles Spurgeon's... Well, we're about halfway through the show, so let's just take a break. Let me tell you about our website at treasures365.com, where there's a large variety of daily devotionals that you can go on and you can listen online right there at www.treasures365.com. 365.com. And at the end of the program, I'll tell you how you can download and have for yourself on your computer or smartphone or other device this whole series of Faith's Checkbook, all 365 readings. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go on with the second half of the program. And I hope you're enjoying these beautiful devotionals. There's so many. Well, there's 365, but it's really hard to select which ones to play because they're all so good. Anyway, let's go with another song from Richard Hansen and then we'll be back with some more devotionals from Charles Spurgeon's Faith's Checkbook. I come to you with my head held in my hands knowing so well that I have let you down again struggling to rise above this pain of condemnation but it all changes when well, look in your eyes gently you live face to meet your gaze my first instinct is to turn away but I can't resist the power that draws my eyes to yours and I am in awe at the look in your eyes in your eyes is the truth that sees the deepest part of me but what I seen all history how can you look at me with such love in your eyes your eyes have watched every kingdom rise and fall each choice each voice that is left to cry No caring Your eyes have seen it all And I feel so small When I realize in your eyes is the truth It sees the deepest part of me But what I feel from you seen all history how can you look at me with such love in your eyes there's a love that's greater than all mystery yet there is no condescension when you look at me and it makes me want to be all I can be when I see 
Can you look at me with such love in your eyes? Such love in your eyes. Better farther on. Though I have afflicted thee, I will afflict thee no more. Nahum chapter 1 verse 12 There is a limit to affliction. God sends it and God removes it. Do you sigh and say, when will the end be? Remember that our griefs will surely and finally end when this poor earthly life is over. Let us quietly wait and patiently endure the will of the Lord till he cometh. Meanwhile, our Father in heaven takes away the rod when his design in using it is fully served. When he has whipped away our folly, there will be no more strokes. Or if the affliction is sent for testing us, that our graces may glorify God, it will end when the Lord has made us bear witness to his praise. We would not wish the affliction to depart till God has gotten out of us all the honor which we can possibly yield him. There may today be a great calm. Who knows how soon those raging billows will give place to a sea of glass and the seabirds sit on the gentle waves. After long tribulation, the flail is hung up and the wheat rests in the garner. We may, before many hours are past, be just as happy as now we are sorrowful. It is not hard for the Lord to turn night into day. He that sends the clouds can as easily clear the skies. Let us be of good cheer. It is better on before. Let us sing hallelujah by anticipation. Valiant for truth. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. The Lord is a man of war. Jehovah is his name. Those who enlist under his banner shall have a commander who will train them for the conflict and give them both vigor and valor. The times of which Daniel wrote were of the very worst kind. And then it was promised that the people of God would come out in their best colors. They would be strong and stout to confront the powerful adversary. Oh, that we may know our God, His power, His faithfulness, His immutable love, and so may be ready to risk everything in His behalf. He is one whose character excites our enthusiasm and makes us willing to live and to die for Him. Oh, that we may know our God by familiar fellowship with Him. For then we shall become like Him and shall be prepared to stand up for truth and righteousness. He who comes forth fresh from beholding the face of God will never fear the face of man. If we dwell with Him, we shall catch the heroic spirit. And to us, a world of enemies will be but as the drop of a bucket. A countless array of men or even of devils will seem as little to us as the nations are to God, and he counts them only as grasshoppers. Oh, to be valiant for truth in this day of falsehood.
where today we'll find And our captain's power will be revealed But I fear the fray For my strength is small and my foe is fierce Will I fall today? Oh Jesus, hear the soldier's prayer and I'll to the crown till the blood runs down my heart True to the creed that is written on my heart For freedom's cause I'm prepared to give my life This is my warrior's cry Fight to the end, there's no discharge in this war Though others flee in the battle rages sore I lift the fallen standard to the sky with the warrior's cry This is my pledge Through trembling lips May I yet remain On the cutting edge Of your soul that rips through the dark domain I cannot turn back Too much depends on me staying true Though my faith may lack By your grace I commit to you I will Hold to the crown till the blood runs down my heart Choose to the creed that is written on my heart for freedom's cause, I'm prepared to give my life This is my warrior's cry Fight to the end, there's no discharge in this war Though others flee in the battle rage is sore I lift the fallen standard to the sky With the warrior's cry Nothing to alarm us. But go thou thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. Daniel chapter 12, verse 13. We cannot understand all the prophecies, but yet we regard them with pleasure and not with dismay. There can be nothing in the Father's decree which should justify alarm in his child. Though the abomination of desolation be set up, yet the true believer shall not be defiled. Rather shall he be purified and made white and tried. Though the earth be burned up, no smell of fire shall come upon the chosen. Amid the crash of matter and the wreck of worlds, the Lord Jehovah will preserve his own. Calmly resolute in duty, brave in conflict, patient in suffering, let us go our way, keeping to our road, and neither swerving from it nor loitering in it. The end will come. Let us go our way till it does. Rest will be ours. All other things swing to and fro, but our foundation standeth sure. God rests 
in his love, and therefore we rest in it. Our peace is, and ever shall be, like a river. A lot in the heavenly Canaan is ours, and we shall stand in it, come what may. The God of Daniel will give a worthy portion to all who dare to be decided for truth and holiness as Daniel was. No den of lions shall deprive us of our sure inheritance. Shining bright through the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. He will return. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. John chapter 14, verse 18. He left us, and yet we are not left orphans. He is our comfort, and he is gone, but we are not comfortless. Our comfort is that he will come to us, and this is consolation enough to sustain us through his prolonged absence. Jesus is already on his way. He says, I come quickly. He rides post-haste toward us. He says, I will come, and none can prevent his coming or put it back for a quarter of an hour. He specially says, I will come to you, and so he will. His coming is specially to and for his own people. This is meant to be their present comfort while they mourn that the bridegroom doth not yet appear. When we lose the joyful sense of his presence, we mourn. But we may not sorrow as if there were no hope. Our Lord in a little wrath has hid himself from us for a moment, but he will return in full favor. He leaves us in a sense, but only in a sense. When he withdraws, he leaves a pledge behind that he will return. O oh Lord, come quickly. There is no life in this earthly existence if thou be gone. We sigh for the return of thy sweet smile. When wilt thou come unto us? We are sure thou wilt appear. But be thou like a roe or a young heart. Make no tarrying, O our God. The lessons that we learn in the dark are the 
ones that make us all that we are And His presence shines like an angel in your lonely night When it's been so long since you felt no pain When your hopes are dim and your dreams seem vain When your world is dark and your night is long And there's no sign of the morning sun Don't give up, everything will change when the healer comes When the answer does not come right away That's the time to hold on to faith Cause there's no question the healer will keep his word And every desperate prayer is Blessing in the City If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shalt thou be in the city. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 2 and 3 The city is full of care, and he who has to go there from day to day finds it to be a place of great wear and tear. It is full of noise and stir and bustle and sore travail. Many are its temptations, losses and worries. But to go there with the divine blessing takes off the edge of its difficulty. To remain there with that blessing is to find pleasure in its duties and strength equal to its demands. A blessing in the city may not make us great, but it will keep us good. It may not make us rich but it will preserve us honest, whether we are porters or clerks or managers or merchants or magistrates. The city will afford us opportunities for usefulness. It is good fishing where there are shoals of fish, and it is hopeful to work for our Lord amid the thronging crowds. We might prefer the quiet of a country life, but if called to town, we may certainly prefer it because there is room for our energies. Today, let us expect good things because of this promise, and let our care be to have an open ear to the voice of the Lord, and a ready hand to execute His bidding. Obedience brings the blessing. In keeping His commandments, there is great reward. The light is always on with Nightlight. Nightlight. You're tuned in to Nightlight. A constant witness. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. Acts chapter 22, verse 15. Paul was chosen to see and hear the Lord speaking to him out of heaven. This divine election was a high privilege for himself, but it was not intended to end with him. It was meant to have an influence upon others, yea, upon all men. It is to Paul that Europe owes the gospel at this hour. 
It is ours, in our measure, to be witnesses of that which the Lord has revealed to us, and it is at our peril that we hide the precious revelation. First, we must see and hear, or we shall have nothing to tell. But when we have done so, we must be eager to bear our testimony. It must be personal. Thou shalt be. It must be for Christ. Thou shalt be his witness. It must be constant and all-absorbing. We are to be this above all other things and to the exclusion of many other matters. Our witness must not be to a select few who will cheerfully receive us, but to all men, to all whom we can reach, young or old, rich or poor, good or bad. We must never be silent like those who are possessed by a dumb spirit, for the text before us is a command and a promise, and we must not miss it. Thou shalt be his witness. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord.
Well, on the show today, you heard just 12 out of 365 readings from Charles Spurgeon's Faith's Checkbook. And if you'd like to listen online or download the whole of Faith's Checkbook, then if you visit our Facebook page at Nightlight Shows, you'll find there the link to where you can find the readings on SoundCloud. Our Facebook page, again, is Nightlight Shows. Well, that's it for now. Thanks so much to Richard Hansen for the beautiful songs on today's show. Hope you enjoyed it, and I look forward to being back with you next time for another inspiring edition of Nightlight. Bye-bye. <laughs>